Welcome to the 3-7 Alliance Experts Podcast, where we help you master the art of making partnerships profitable. If you find the discussion valuable today, remember to subscribe, connect with us on LinkedIn. We'll be talking each week about what it means to get better together, and remember to spread the word. Carl, thank you for joining me today. Do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Eric, for, for having me on. Uh, my name's Carl Bauman, and I run global sales here at Clip Training. Welcome. Uh, I think before we get too deep today, it might just be worth it to take a minute just to reflect on what's happening in the industry. Uh, with COVID, we've just seen this huge impact in the news on frontline workers. You know, I think it's hard to imagine a community that could be more impacted than people who have to deliver a service to a customer in person. But even before COVID, Microsoft was already tuning in to the frontline worker and realizing that for any innovation, that this particular community and making sure that they were empowered was absolutely critical. Well, if you think about it from the frontline worker perspective, these aren't people who really historically have had computers. You know, now every single person in the world has a computer in the form of a cell phone right in their pocket. That's right. And now all the change and all the innovation that has to happen, you know, even with something like COVID that needs to be empowered by technology and that technology, you know, Microsoft is viewing is going to be Teams. Yeah, well, I, you know, just to add some color around that, I spent the last 20 years of my career at both Binary Tree and CoreView. And, uh, you know, both companies really focused on empowering users in the modern workplace. And, you know, I've seen this in the past with a little product called SharePoint. And now you're calling, you know, channels and chats instead of microsites. So, Carl, I wanted to get your take. There's a lot of ISDs out there. There's a lot of people building custom apps. And they're thinking about Teams as a platform. And, and I could see three challenges that all of them will probably have to face. There's a set of challenges around how do I build it? There's a set of challenges around how do I reach an audience? And then there's probably a set of challenges around how do they stay engaged? And so maybe taking the first one first, what are your thoughts on what would be important if you were kind of leveraging all of your learnings and you were thinking about what kinds of apps made sense to be put on Teams as a platform what would be the things that would be top of mind for you? Well, I, I think the first thing is that it, it has to be easy and it has to be, you know, a natural extension of Teams itself and the business that that organization is running. Um, you know, it, it's got, it just has to be part of an everyday use case within that organization. So, you know, if, a te- if an organization is using Teams, you know, for your standard, you know, chat, file sharing and, you know, basic collaboration, uh, I would like to think that extending it into learning would make sense, especially if the content was easily accessible right within the Teams platform itself. Right. So so it's not that there's Teams marketplace and you can put in whatever app and people are probably going to go and find it and see value. If they're going to see value, it's probably because it's extending and adding value, bringing something a part of Teams or Office 365 to life in a greater way. Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, we, we can't get into a position where, you know, it gets complicated. I mean, that that obviously is, is the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish with learning and, and learning through teams. We want to keep it simple. We want to make sure that organizations, you know, have the ability to extend their employee reach, but they can't make it complicated. You know, as soon as you make it complicated, you know, you lose. 
and the employees are just not going to engage the way you set out and designed it in the first place. Right. Now, Clip Training, you got some interesting coaching from some senior leaders at Microsoft. You had a business before uh, for a long time, I think 14, 15 years, uh, that was um, a, a learning business. And part of that challenge, you actually decided that you're pivoting to, to create your app um, within Teams and think through audience in a new way. And so what did that journey look like for you in terms of thinking through you know, how are we going to how are we going to go reach an audience and a set of customers? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, Teams is the you know the modern collaboration platform for any organization at this point. I mean, even if you look at the numbers going back almost a year ago, uh, you know, Microsoft has a has a couple of articles that you could search and find where they had 40 million active users uh, around January of uh, this year of 2020. And then, you know, with COVID hitting, the the overall use of Teams just, you know, really, really expanded quickly. Uh, you know, I, I had uh, an article I read where it was 75 million users right around May, and Microsoft put out uh, numbers in October where they have 115 million, you know, active users at this point. I mean, if you think about how they have progressed from wow. 40 million to 115 million that quickly, it's 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 astounding. And, you know, it really made our decision to move from a, a browser-based training platform and create our Teams app to expand what we're doing really, really simple. I mean, we, we there's a much bigger audience to reach. And if Microsoft is pushing this message down, you know, through their partner community and, and frankly, even through their, uh, their own sales force, I mean, it made our job and our decision-making, frankly, very, very easy. Right. So you're getting this kind of, tremendous uh, momentum from all of the energy uh, that's that's being put in place from both customer demand and then Microsoft looking to, to fulfill that demand. And so for you, part of tying into that motion, providing additional value on teams is that you can you can tie into all the momentum. Oh, easy. It was it was a tidal wave happening. And, uh, you know, we decided to, uh, you know, get on board and, and move with the energy, as you said. It was a simple, simple decision for us to make. Right. Now, part of what you guys pivoted on was this idea of being an entirely channel-focused company. And so I can imagine there was probably pros and cons of, of thinking through that direction. Uh, maybe tell me a little bit more about what that decision process was like. Yeah, it was certainly a, a risk for us. I mean, our, our traditional business has been, you know, selling direct to enterprise customers over the years. Uh, but we really thought there is a, a re, a, an open niche, so to speak, for learning down to, through the partner community, you know, through your traditional systems integrators, uh, your managed service providers, and even your CSP community, for for that matter. Uh, we felt that, you know, the the smaller businesses that tend to fit into a managed service were completely underutilized when it comes to training. And we felt that a pivot, you know, from a browser-based technology to a, you know, a Teams application to service this massive community as, as you saw the, as you said, the energy coming through. I love that term. I, I thought I thought it was really, really simple. I mean, you know, we had to think through the strategy, you know, thoroughly and it took some time to, to make that decision. But at the end of the day, it's been the best for us. I mean, the partner community has been extremely receptive. Uh, we feel that our messaging has landed well. And the fact that, you know, we sit in teams 
and we actually help these managed service providers and even the systems integrators achieve a lot of their scorecard metrics uh, coming through Microsoft uh, has been a win-win-win across the board. Right. Well, that's at three seven. We love partnerships. So um, what you just said is awesome, right? We find ways to win together. Um, so let's transition to this last topic, which I think is just uh, a, a pretty dynamic and evolving piece, which is once you have your app there, once you reach an audience, how do you ensure that there's engagement? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. You know, it's something else we talked to quite a lot about, you know, here when we made the decision to, you know, move in the teams and really go through the partners. Um, but if you, if you start thinking about how millennials learn today, uh, you know, it's not really classroom led. It's not really, you know, driven through the pages of a, of a book or a magazine anymore. You know, the, the reality is the, the new generation spends a ton of time online. And if they have challenges that they have to meet, it's, it's generally done through something like a, like YouTube for that matter. You know, if you could, um, I don't know, change the faucet in your house and you could go into YouTube, do a quick search and find a very short video or clip in our case uh, of how to, you know, fix the issue. I mean, that's essentially what they're looking for today. So, you know, the way people have, have learned or will continue to learn uh, has evolved and will keep evolving. We think we're at the, you know, the, the crest of the wave right now, especially with uh, how people like to search on YouTube and find those short clips to help them, you know, fix a problem or achieve some type of a goal. And they could do it quickly, efficiently, because there's just so much knowledge out there today. It's, you know, you just have to figure out a way to, what's the best way to get your hands on it, um, you know, to wrap your mind around it. And finally, of course, solve the problem. Yeah, I find that interesting. First, because, you know, a lot of frontline service workers are probably going to fall into that millennial category. I also feel like a lot of times, you know, millennials are coming in there, they're, they're finding the fastest path forward in the modern world. And so I think there's a lot to learn from them. You know, I think about, I remember being a waiter and, and, you know, they kind of like locked us in a room. I don't know if it was, I might be so old. It might even been a VHS. It was like a VHS or a DVD. They locked us in a room and it was dark and they like played a video for us for three hours and they're like, you're trained. <laughs> and, and I can remember just thinking, okay, like I got to find my notes and what did I write down and, and what are the processes? Um, and so I can just envision a world where the power that I would have felt if you could have all of that information on demand just available to you when you needed it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the onboarding would have been much more efficient. The the knowledge retention, you know, would have been higher. And frankly, you would have been able to to get to that that job and that job function, you know, faster. Uh, and like I said before, just a little more efficiently than likely than uh, you did watching that VA that old VHS tape. <laughs> so when you think about Teams as a platform, so Microsoft is trying to distinguish, you know. Uh, what maybe people would have thought about Teams. Now it's Teams as a platform. What do you see as the customization opportunity for partners? The biggest need right now and the biggest thing I've seen are video calls are definitely top of mind for everybody with COVID, you know, both professionally and even in your private life. And some people may even think that Teams is a modern day Skype. And really, that's not what we're talking about at all. We've got to start with the end in mind. You know, we need people with a cell phone to engage with others in completing specific tasks, but they need to do that within a structured processing. 
Right. So right now I'm picturing everyone who's involved in food service, your process literally has to change over every day or, or, or overnight, depending on your geography, you might actually have regulations that say yesterday you showed up to work this way. Tomorrow, you need to show up and, and, and run your business in a new way. Exactly. Now, imagine the difference technology makes. You know, you have teams at the center and you can launch your process or within a workflow even. You could communicate, you could clarify quickly to a specific community. And, you know, really, if you start adding bots, you could do this at tremendous scale. Right, right. And so then training just becomes a natural extension of that. That's right. And that's what makes, you know, a platform like Clip Training so powerful. You quickly load content into the training platform that's hosted within Teams. So your customer actually never leaves the environment. And it's something I like to call dual adoption. You know, you're in Teams actively working and you still could get your training in the same Teams location. It's brilliant. Okay, so short term, you're going to help an experienced partner quickly land revenue as a part of their training solution. But then what I hear you talking about is that long term, you're giving them, you know, a reoccurring revenue stream, but that's going to keep them at the center of their employee engagement. That's right. We're giving them a platform that scales. And Clip Training is going to provide all the basic content for Microsoft 365 so you don't have to start from scratch. And we've also acquired a range of premium content so you could essentially resell and you know make margin, which is great. For the experienced partner, this is a chance to add that specific industry or vertical veneer that they can continue to resell, or you could help your customer create content specific to them with your customer's proprietary IP as a service. How about that? So what I love about this is that there is a lot of partners that are trying to do this or being forced to do this today, but they're they're probably not thinking about capturing their training with a platform um, and they may not be thinking about the power that you can do that at scale. And so uh, if you don't have a platform, you know, that means it's less scalable, no repeatable IP. If you do have a platform, now you're in that place where you've got reoccurring revenue, you have the ability to reach a larger audience and you have the ability to do that at scale. And that's the entire point. And what we like to say as a mantra here at Clip Training is that we're focused on impactful knowledge. You know, we need to get the right knowledge to the right worker at the right time. Now, if you think about that poor guy who just wants to use a, a machine to help a, uh, help a customer or even how to open a store within the new rules for each day, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I love that you're bringing that back to the customer. I mean, that's where it just, for me, it gets so simple. Um, you want to be there for the journey when someone needs that information to be able to make that connection. You know, and I think it's probably a good segue back to the, the bigger picture. You know, as an industry, we have to be in the business of, of helping people in their moment of need. And there's a lot of people right now that, that need our help. Um, and it's clear that technology is one of the ways that's poised to do that. If you hear something that speaks to you, 3.7 is here to help. If you're interested in clip training, you can reach them at get started at cliptraining.com. Don't forget to subscribe and reshare our content on LinkedIn.